0: Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 114. Are you ready for it? it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatori in and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become Unstoppable. <laughs> Yo, what is going on all you unstoppable restaurant professionals, it is your host Eric Catchatory, and this is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry, you know how we do it, by getting those stories and collecting that advice. Uh, It is Tuesday, which means it's Talking Tuesday and I have a great episode for you today, really I was jazzed up uh, making my notes, reading the book for this episode, we're going to be discussing Michael Roman's The Soul of a Chef, uh, a book that's been mentioned a whole handful of times on the show, and uh, I finally finished it up a few weeks ago. I've been busy uh, with other things that... I had to put off creating this episode, but I've been really looking forward to getting this episode launched because uh, there's just so many valuable lessons in this book. Uh, But before we dive into that book, uh, I want to point out my new intro. You may have noticed that we have a new intro. I'm really excited about it. Uh, The reason for the new intro, uh, well, it's a few things. First of all, I have learned so So much, uh, from my guests about how to be successful and I don't own a restaurant, but I do have a podcast and a lot of these lessons I'm learning from my guests, like always staying fresh, like constantly improving and uh, trying to be a better version of yourself than you were the day before. I can apply those lessons to this podcast and, uh, that's what we're doing this I think the new intro is more relevant uh we have changed the the kind of the the theme to be more story focused to get these stories from these mentors because we can learn so much from stories and uh that's kind of what the intro reflects and you'll notice it's a lot shorter and the reason why it's shorter is because we have to make room for sponsors. And I'm extremely thankful and grateful and happy to share this information with you because uh, these sponsorships are going to make the show so much better because I can now put the time and money into the show to really bring it to the next level. And what do I mean by the next level? I'm talking blog posts, how-tos, uh, ebooks, uh, just really helping you learn the most about these products and services that come up and how to leverage these services to be as productive, as efficient, as profitable as possible in your restaurants. And it's also going to provide me with some freedom because I've been tethered to a desktop computer all this time for 114 episodes. And uh, I hope to use this money to invest in the hardware and to get out there and to act on all this incredible advice that I'm getting from my guests advice like, Get out there, get your hands dirty, meet people, and just learn from the best. And I can learn a lot from these interviews, but I really want to get out there and to you know volunteer my time at some restaurants, doing stagiaires, to use these tools and services they're mentioning, to see how they're leading and managing their teams, and to come back and share everything I'm learning with you. And you have no idea how excited I am. Um, And the sponsorships are going to make this possible. Uh, So really. Uh, and not, the, not only is it going to be, be, be making this possible, but it's going to make it absolutely free to you. And uh, my sole purpose, my sole existence... Um, is to help you guys and I, that's what I, that's what i live for so this is all great great news i am super excited to share it with you and i promise that uh, any product and service that's put in front of you is going to be a product or service that i personally use and put my name on or a product and service that a past guest has mentioned and they put their sale of improvement on it so you know what this is just a collaboration people sharing knowledge And these services have earned our trust. I wouldn't put anything in front of you if I didn't believe it would help make you more successful. Uh, I'm ready to live out on my Honda Civic, guys. I'm not going to be out there uh, whining and dining. like This is going to be a struggle, uh, and all I need is just enough to pay the bills and that's kind of what these sponsors are going to be a way to pay the bills and to bring the show to bring the level of the content up so uh i'm really excited about it uh i wanted to share that with you i mean it's been a lot of blood sweat and tears just trying to get to this point and i think we've earned that level so uh thank you first and foremost thank you for making it possible thank you for uh, sharing my content uh for listening because if it wasn't for you listening then this wouldn't be possible so thank you so so much Alright, before I get too mushy-gushy, we better dive into the content of today's episode. And uh, today, what we're going to be talking, I mentioned it before, we're going to be talking about Michael Roman's uh, The Soul of a Chef. An incredible must-read for anybody in this industry, if you're truly passionate about your craft, and about becoming successful, and uh, this book was published in 2001, and uh, basically what's going on in this book is the author, Michael Roman, is uh, telling us, he's taking us on a journey, Uh, he starts off, you know, he went to, in 1996, he went to the Culinary Institute of America to find out what it takes to be successful, and when he graduated, or when he finished up, he didn't have the answers, and he knew there was more. And uh this book is about the more like what does it take to be successful? I mean it's more than just having the uh, the basic skills and that's what the culinary Institute of America taught him but there's so much more and, and it's that more that he's after and what are the mores the mores are things like uh, the human personality that you know how we behave what what characteristic traits Contribute to success, the the uh, sensual gratifications. Like what is driving us? And um, I mean, it's just so much more than the fundamentals, and uh, that's what we're after. And that's what Roman does an excellent job of in this book, is uncovering the more. And I I think it's really funny because he uh, he kind of calls it an it too. What is it? And. I I didn't read this book when I started the podcast and I started with the same journey to discover what it is. And I've called it the it factor. And we all know that you need to be a good cook, an incredible chef uh, to be successful, but it's not about the food that will, I mean, or the food won't determine your ultimate success. And that is what he's trying to find out in this podcast or in this book and what I'm trying to find out in this podcast. So you can imagine that this, uh, book resonated so deeply with me today. So what we're doing today is we're going to uncover uh, the it factors of three uh, incredible chefs that were mentioned and profiled in this book. Those three chefs were Brian Polson, uh, Michael Simon, and Thomas Keller. And at the very end of this episode, we're gonna come full circle, and we're gonna talk about the number one it factor that all three of these incredible chefs had in common to kind of be the the way to sum it all up. And uh, I can't wait; it's gonna be fun. So the book starts off with uh, Roman uh, observing the Certified Master Chef exam, and uh, that's an exam that's put on by the Culinary Institute of America to uh, really. Uh, to kind of create a standard for the industry of what food should be. They're testing food knowledge. Uh, they're testing service. They're testing, uh, basically, uh, just health and all that stuff. Basically, if you can meet these standards, you have reached the pinnacle of your career, supposedly. There's a lot of debate over that, but we don't need to get into those details. Uh, and what we learn about Brian Poulsen, uh during this uh, observation is that his three it factors are, first... He's just one of those people who is a natural-born people-pleaser. He lives to make people happy. When I was listening to Roman uh, talk about, uh, you know, describing uh, Paulson... All I could imagine was a big, happy, lovable lab, brown lab, or chocolate lab, just right there, wagging a sail, looking at me, just wanting to make you happy. And that's exactly what Brian Polson is, is that person who just lives to please. And that's why he is successful with his restaurants, because his driving it factor is that just burning desire to make people uh you know, just to appease people and to make them happy. And uh, the next it factor for Brian uh, is his incredible ability to balance his family life and his uh, restaurants. And uh, that's one of the, the big failures, the stories that we learn on the podcast is often the biggest failures are the inability to balance your family life and your restaurant. And uh, things start to crumble when you, you don't pay attention to your family. And uh, Brian Paulson does an incredible job at juggling both of those uh, lives. And for him, it almost seems like it's one life that meshes into each other. Uh, his other if factor is he's an incredible teacher. Uh, he lives to teach. And you really see this come through in the book uh, when he's uh, when you do the, uh, the certified uh, master chef exam, you uh, get an assistant. And uh, during the, the, the book, you can see him always uh, teaching his assistant. And he doesn't just tell his assistant to do something. He tells his assistant to do something. And then he makes sure that assistant knows why they're doing it like that. He, he's constantly teaching and providing meaning and purpose uh, to the people around him. And it's this ability to be an incredible teacher, which is what landed him an actual teaching job at the, his uh, local community college, uh, the School Craft College in Michigan, and uh, he, he teaches charcuterie. Uh, so, I mean, that is definitely his, it, one of his it factors is his ability to, to teach. And we, we learned in Chip Connelly's uh, peak that it's so Im- important to, to be a teacher and to constantly be investing in your employees' knowledge. And when you do that, you're feeding their higher needs, we talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, starting with physiological uh, safety, love and belonging, esteem, and self-actualization. Uh, learning falls into that esteem, and that's almost at the very top of the, the peak. But when you are learning and constantly uh, improving, like your esteem goes through the roof, and uh, that's so important. And, uh, I'm sure that's a huge contributing factor to his success. So again, these if factors, he's always pleasing people. Uh, he has an incredible, uh, sense of balance between family and life and he's an incredible teacher. Okay. So why did he fail the, uh, certified master chef exam? Uh, because the certified master chef exam doesn't measure these things. He's incredibly good. Like I said, teaching, having balance and just pleasing, but they don't, the, the certified master chef's exam. Uh, the the people who run that test they don't care how happy you're making people. They they care about how closely you your food meets these standards. So I mean I guess the point to be made is food is important, but how good you are to your people, how much time you put into teaching your your people, how good you are at having that balance between the, the people that love you in your life. That's really what's going to contribute to your success okay so moving on to the next person that was featured in this this book was michael simon and this book again was written in 2001 during that time michael simon was kind of an up-and-comer uh for his restaurant lola in cleveland ohio and he was just doing great stuff and getting a lot of uh recognition at this time and Thomas Color goes in and starts trying to find out what it is that this up and comer is doing, what makes him so successful, and why he's getting all this attention. And we discover the following it factor starting with he just exudes happiness. This guy is always smiling, laughing, making people just feel incredibly happy, and just he, he just pours positivity out of every orifice in his body. And I mean that that's infectious. When we are happy, when we go into life with that just burning desire to have fun and just to to be happy, everyone around us, our staff and our guests and the press and our purveyors and our investors, everyone else is happy. And a great things Will come of it. I mean, that positive energy comes back around to serve you, and um, he—he's just a spitting example of this. He—he uh, he also has incredible relations with his staff, and you really can see these—these uh, these deep relationships and respect he has from his staff. And again, uh, that ties back into Chip Connelly's the—the uh, the peak where he's talking about these hierarchies of needs. And in the middle of that pyramid, a little bit towards the top of that pyramid, you see that people just want to belong. They want to feel like they're loved. And that's so important. And uh, you can see that uh, Michael Simon does that extremely well with everybody that's associated with him. He just makes them feel so happy and special and a part of something bigger and better. And I think that's an incredible if factor to have. Uh, Also, it seems like what really sells Lola... uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, Michael Simon is an incredible chef, he does awesome things in the kitchen, but he's selling his personality, and that's something that comes up So often on the show is you need to be yourself. People try to put so much work into these concepts and to try to create something, you know, a concept that they think that people will love. But just be yourself because that's when you're going to be the best of whatever it is you're doing because you can only be the best version of yourself. I mean, if you want to be the best at anything, just focus on being the best you. And uh, Michael Simon is nothing but himself. And you can see that in this book. And uh, because he's so transparent and so just genuine and he is so happy, that's why he's so extremely successful because that's who he is. That's what they sell on top of the incredible food. what The real big selling point is that incredible positivity. And also they do allude to his incredible imagination to really think outside the box and uh, this really competitive uh, dedication to his trade. And you, you kind of see that coming out with uh, – The fact that he used to be a wrestler, I didn't know this about Michael Simon, but he was a wrestler, and he was, you know, super dedicated until he he broke his arm, which kind of ruined his wrestling career, but he turned around and he put that dedication and that that competitive uh, attitude into his work, and you have to have that competitive drive and that dedication, uh, and uh, it's also one of Michael Simon's huge contributing it factors. Uh, Now, lastly... We all know who Thomas Keller is uh, in the French Laundry, and uh, he wraps up the book with Thomas Keller. Uh, really uh, great stuff here. And what are Teller, uh, Thomas Keller's it factors? Um, his constant drive for perfection. Uh, this guy doesn't actually believe in perfection. He thinks perfection's kind of. Uh, you know, uh, relative, because if you get to perfection, then you're gonna wanna make perfection even more perfect. So, does perfection really exist? And that's kind of Thomas Keller's mentality. He's always looking to make things better. And it started with scrubbing a toilet. His mother showed him how. A toilet should be scrubbed, and he did it that way every time, if not better. And when he did do it better, that was the new standard. And uh, that's one thing that Thomas Keller does, is he's constantly striving for for perfection. And when he reaches that next level of perfection, that becomes the new standard, and he's always trying to make it a little bit better. So, really cool it factor. In a, his, you know, such his his drive for standards and for these procedures to do things right and better every time and consistently really got me to thinking that if you want to be like Thomas Keller and you want to operate with these standards and these procedures and you got to look at the E Myth uh, by Michael Gerber and that w- is a great place to start to really learn about how you can create these procedures and and, uh, systems in your, in your restaurant to constantly be improving. So check that out. And also some great services that can help you with this too. Weighttrainer.com. Uh, I mean, it's not enough to make these rules. You have to document these rules and it makes training so much better. But if you can create those high standards and incredible procedures and, always do things a certain way, the right way, um, you can commit that, document it, Uh, weighttrainer.com is a great resource to help you do that. Also, uh, check out Sweet Process, uh, an app that was developed to help you create systems and processes much easier. I'll have all these in the show notes. This is episode 114, so head over to Breastware Unstoppable uh, slash 114, and you will find the links there. Uh, All right, so the other if factors that Thomas Color has is his incredible focus. Uh, He has this ability to just get lost in a task and uh, he's paying so much attention when he's focused. He's really paying attention to this attention to detail. So that if factor of focus and then also his if factor to attention to detail combined, he, this is how he's always improving because he sees how he's doing it. He's paying attention to the details of what's changing and what's becoming better of the end product. And, uh, that's really important too. And then lastly, Thomas Keller's it factor, um, is his appreciation for food and for his, like his, just sheer love for his craft. He doesn't work for money. Money was never his goal. It was always just to do what he loves and to just share his passion, uh, and care for food. He has such an appreciation for food. This if factor is really cool. I mean, he doesn't just see food as a, a product to sell. He he sees food as a, a story, where the food comes from, the, the best possible form of this food. And then he brings that food to its fullest potential. And he's always trying to make that food just a little bit better. And just, like, it, it's incredible. We can learn so much from him. But what he does with his guests is he shows people you know, he's, he's telling the story. They're making it, he's making it more than just a meal. He's making it an experience. Uh, his food is so good that it is an experience and that's really cool. Um, so yeah, awesome stuff there. All right. I guess now it's time to sum up the one massive it factor that all of these, uh, Incredible chefs have in common that really shine through, and uh, how Michael Roman does a great job summarizing at the end of the book is that they all make people happy. They all have their own way of doing it. Brian Polson is just a natural born people pleaser. Uh, his driving factor, what keeps him going, is just appeasing people. And when he gets uh, that affirmation that somebody's happy, and uh, Michael Roman alludes to this all the time. He just lights up. Uh, Paulson just lights up when he makes people happy, uh, and that's what makes him just keep on doing what he's doing. He's just such a natural born people, people pleaser. And then with Michael Simon, uh, he makes people happy just by being happy himself. He is so contagious that people want to go to his restaurant so that Michael Simon's laugh. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just check out the Chew uh, because his laugh is contagious. He just has this. Awesome, uh, contagious, high pitched laugh, and that kind of stuff is con- just makes you feel happy. And then, lastly, Thomas Keller gives you happiness just by showing you what food is all about. He really just makes it more than just an item on the menu. For Thomas Keller, food is a story, it has an origin, it comes from p- someplace. Uh, it, it, there's culture, there's life attached to food, and he ta- he lets you know about where that comes from, the significance of that culture and the life, uh, you know how this food got to his restaurant, and then he just has this incredible way of always making food better, and since he's always been improving, he just blows the possibilities out of the water and just shows you what food can become. And he does it in a way that no one else can or very few can. And just those two extremes showing you that food is just more than, you know, uh, an item on a menu, that it has a story, that it comes from something, that there's history with a tie to that food. And then he brings it to its... Ultimate potential. He just takes you on this journey, and that journey is happiness. Uh, just being a part of that journey, and uh, it's his. He has a goal with every meal to share our story with you, to bring you on an emotional roller coaster with his food, and uh, the end result is always happiness. So, uh, I mean, incredible book. It's definitely a must read for anybody who wants to be successful in this industry. And if reading's not your thing, if you just can't find yourself uh, to get the time you need in a day to read then check out this book on audible.com you can get a free version of this book www.audibletrial.com slash unstoppable uh and you'll be helping me out at the same time too Uh, audible is an affiliate of this show they make it possible for the show to be free and uh yeah you you have to check out this book it's totally worth it and one last thing before i wrap it up uh I have to say, for somebody like me who will, you know, I have to be honest, I'm sometimes very self-conscious about my food knowledge because I don't have any formal training. And, uh, I just grew up in a restaurant and around food and, uh, I grew up cooking, but not my food knowledge is nowhere near some of my guests because they're just incredible. And they make me feel really just, you know, stupid, which is to be expected. But what this book did to me on top of showing me all these if factors it's a really great book to uh get a good foundation for food knowledge and uh they do that by just kind of really diving into everything that's on the the test for the certified master uh chef exam uh, and they're really going into detail or Roman really goes into detail uh, explaining these different types of food and then all the food that comes up uh, during the stories and uh, with Poland and with Simon and with Thomas Keller. Like Roman is an incredible writer. So if you want to learn more about food and you want to really get a, a solid food uh, knowledge foundation, this is a good place to start. I mean, I still have a lot to learn. Don't get me wrong, but I do have uh, a better foundation on food Uh, because of reading this book, and uh, that's another great attribute to reading this book. So, a great book for any restaurant professional, especially students in the industry uh, that want to know what it takes to be successful, and I guess that's all I have for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown of Michael Roman's The Soul of a Chef. Uh, I will... Have links in the show notes. This is episode 114. So if you want to check out this book, head to www.restaurantunstoppable.com/slash 114. I'll have links to the book uh, to Amazon and at Audible. So check that out. And uh, I guess until next time, peace out.